Good morning, and welcome to Emily in the Morning. This is the podcast in which I share my morning cup of coffee with a poem by Emily Dickinson, and I share that poem with you. Today we have the one that begins, Sown in Dishonor. Sown in Dishonor? Ah, indeed. May this dishonor be. If I were half so fine myself, I'd notice nobody. Sown in Corruption? Not so fast. Apostle is askew. Corinthians 1.15 narrates a circumstance or two. So that is the whole poem. It's only two stanzas, but it is, I think, one of the most, well, let's say theologically risque poems we've seen so far, at least on this podcast from Emily Dickinson. It's a dialogue between her and St. Paul, right? She even gives us the text that she's dialoguing with specifically, um, the book of the First Corinthians chapter 15. And she is questioning the this epistle as she's reading it. And I think the one thing that she... I'm trying to not get theological on this and just keep it sort of basic with the imagery and allow you to make those connections for yourself. But I am going to have to say a few things at least to give it some context. Um, but I think the doctrine that she is grappling with here is the sort of concept of original sin or a fallen humanity. And so the the quote that she's interacting with from St. Paul, I'm pretty sure is the um, the one from the first epistle of Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 15. It's like a verse, or it's verse 43, where St. Paul says, It is sown in dishonor, it shall rise in glory. It is sown in weakness, it shall rise in power. And what he's talking about um, in that part, he's talking overall about the resurrection of Christ, the resurrection of the body, um, in the general sense in which, um, you know, the Christian doctrine of each body of every person rising at the end of the world. And he's talking about the natural world in general in the preceding verses, 41 and 42. So I'm just going to read those verses, and then we're going to look at her poem a little bit in light of that. So St. Paul says, um, one is the glory of the sun, another the glory of the moon, and another the glory of the stars. For star differeth from star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption, it shall rise in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it shall rise in glory. It is sown in weakness, it shall rise in power. All right, and so it's what St. Paul, obviously it is much more theologically profound than this, but my very quick summary is that um, in those verses, what he's referring to is that the natural world is the corrupted lesser version and then the resurrection the resurrected um, bodies will shine so much more gloriously than this world but what dickinson is doing in her poem is she's sort of she's struggling with this idea and she's saying how could anything be more beautiful than the nature that i see around me right she's objecting to his use of the words um dishonor and corruption to describe the natural beauty that she sees and i think this is kind of the one of the points that saint paul is making right that it's even more beautiful than what we could imagine but dickinson is finding that very difficult to comprehend taking objection to that so let's look at her poem again in that light so she's got the quotes throughout and these are the quotes that are from the verses I was just reading. So she's got sown in dishonor, that's a quote. Then her commentary, may this, I think that's an italicized, she's just, you can just picture her gesturing to the world around her, may this dishonor be. Then she says, if I was, if I were half so fine myself, I'd notice nobody, right? And this we can see 
this is where it's a sort of a moment of doubt, right? Where Dickinson says, if I could be as beautiful as the universe, right? I wouldn't, she sort of almost says, I wouldn't be religious or I wouldn't need religion. It's hard to quite penetrate what she's saying there, but it's definitely a departure from orthodoxy in those lines. All right, and then she says, sown in corruption, not so fast. She actually tells St. Paul he's wrong. His apostle is askew. Corinthians 1.15 narrates a circumstance or two. And so I think what she's making reference to is all of the glories that St. Paul mentions in the universe, right? She talks about, he talks about um, this, the sun and the moon and the stars and all these wonderful things. And Dickinson, in this moment of the poem, overall, if you read her poetry as a body of work, she ultimately does remain affirmed in her faith. But there are moments of doubt, and I think this is one of them in this dialogue, where it's just impossible for her mind to expand to the sort of beyond that St. Paul is talking about. And so she calls him out in this poem as she's struggling with the concept of a fallen world and the resurrection of the body. So that was a bit different from usual, but it was a bit of a different poem. So I hope you enjoyed it at least. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Mm-hmm.